chat. We are back. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep those texts coming on the Charlotte Men's Clinic. Text line 704-570-9610. Enjoying ourselves on a Thanksgiving week, Tuesday. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I can already start to taste that meal. And, and real quick before we get into the campus corner. So I remember in school sometimes they used to have uh, the Thanksgiving meal. You would have it like once every couple of weeks where you have turkey and dressing and stuff like that. And then even in college, we would have it uh, when we had training table. Uh, that would be one of our meals during the week. It would be turkey and dressing and things of that nature. But for me, you know, I'm kind of quirky. Like I can eat it, especially if that's my only option. But really, I only like that meal on one day. Maybe Christmas as well. But as far as that Thanksgiving layout with everything that you like, is Thanksgiving the only day you guys like that? Or could you do it on? Because we do have turkey breast throughout the year. But is that something you guys just associate with one day? I could do it a lot more. I usually only eat that kind of thing on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's not too many times where I ask what's going to be served for dinner and stuffing is on the menu, dressing, anything like that. Green bean casserole is not anything that is frequent. But I could eat it quite a bit. But I do eat it mostly only on Thanksgiving. There's not too many times I'll have it multiple times a year. Freddy, what about you? Um, I mean, yeah, we, we eat it a little bit, kind of the same thing on, on Christmas, and mm-hmm. I'm there for it. Um, Easter's probably the one holiday that we don't go. as all We'll have the ham and maybe the deviled eggs, mm. but there's not like 17 side dishes and 18 different desserts, okay. but uh, I can eat it more often because I'm fat. You talk about, okay, <laughs> what a dismount. We talk about the school lunches, though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't turkey with mashed potatoes. It wasn't the Thanksgiving-styled meal, mm. but one thing that got people running to the cafeteria, I've mm-hmm. discussed it before, turkey pie was no joke. Oh wow! I was going. Okay. I was gonna. No. Okay. Hey, make make that face. That that is the the face of somebody that does not know. But the turkey pie, you would double up. So what was it basically like? A chicken pie pie that had turkey in it. Yep. It was okay. turkey pie, okay. like gravy in it. It was so good. It was hot too. Yeah. It had people running. Everybody liked it. I I want. Back me up. Like, I know the text line out there. Uh, people around my age, maybe, I don't think it was just a Catawba County thing. You're getting similar food, I have to imagine. So, back me up on the turkey pie days because those were lit. How did they serve it? My last question. How did they serve it? Was it just a big one and they scooped it out or did everybody get an individual one? You got, well, you got an individual piece, but it's not, oh. don't think like, you know, yeah, like a Marie crust of yeah, don't think yeah, like that. Okay. All right. it, it's just you had a big old pie okay. in one of the serving trays and then they cut up a bunch of different got pieces you. and then they served a piece okay. and your boy was also getting two because like Fiddy said I was fat <laughs> alright look how fat he is well now it's time to go to the campus Kona alright Carolina took out or was taken out by the Clemson Tigers and so Clemson's continued to be on their grind they, they improved to 15 and 3 at home against AP top 25 team since 2011 but the curious case of Drake May in this football game Talking about that, we touched on it a little bit yesterday with Joe Clatt. You guys should go check that out if you missed it. Yes, the Joe Clatt was on our podcast. You can check that out, Apple Podcasts or wherever else. You get them. But North Carolina entered the week ranked eighth in the nation in points per game, 39.9 to be exact. And so by surrendering only 20 points, Clemson held the Tar Heels to nearly half of its season average. 
Drake May, they held him to the lowest completion percentage of his career, 44.4% to be exact. They also held Drake May to a 96.8 pass efficiency rating, another career low for him. And so now Clemson has held two of the ACC's most prolific passers, Drake May and Sam Hartman, to their career lows in pass efficiency rating. So what do we make of this performance by Drake May? Did it change your opinion about him, or did it give you something to think about as far as if he plays against defenses that have kind of that NFL talent across the board. What, what do we make of what happened to Drake May on Saturday? Well, if, if you're asking me if it changes my perspective of him on how it should affect his draft status, I don't, it's not changed at all for me because we see every single one of these top tier prospects have some games that aren't going to be as mm-hmm. good as what they had been doing all season long. Like you can go back to even Caleb Williams. We were talking during the break, Caleb Williams, Still a really special talent, but that man threw three interceptions against Utah. That guy's been owned three against Notre Dame. That guy's been owned against Utah his entire career. It's been happening like that. But still, Caleb Williams, it'd be stupid to point to that and say, "Hey, this is why I'm not going to draft him in the at least first two picks." That's what I think about Drake May. The interception was bad. We we saw you know a couple really bad interceptions. I believe it was against Minnesota early on in the year mm-hmm. where there was just no excuse for it. This one was a bad one. Honestly, Wes, it's a really good defense. They're starting to really come into form here lately. Nate Wiggins, balling. Okay. Yeah, he's been really high up there when you talk about PFF college grades and things of that nature. He's been one of the more highly touted corners this year. I mean, really covered Tez Walker well. In fact, I thought Drake May had a couple of really nice passes that were dropped that he threw into tight coverage, but that were accurate. But also, you had to have him be perfect because this is also someone that threw for, what, below 50% completion percentage, which he usually gets away with throwing 70 and he's throwing downfield. But not against that defense, not against that kind of NFL talent, not when your offensive line isn't holding up. Yeah, you're going to be way more rattled than you are in some of the other games that you've played this season. And so the Clemson got the best of them once again. Yeah, I think so, too. And the thing that made me think about this topic was the fact that he played not so great against them last year in the ACC championship game as well. And so it seemed like just Clemson has his number. And every player, I feel like, has that team that kind of has him. And I think with Clemson, as you said, they're a team that can rush four in a lot of cases and get home, drop seven. They make it difficult on you with the pressure that they can apply. Doesn't change my opinion much of Drake May. I still think he's a phenomenal football player. I just think this Carolina team as a whole isn't equipped for teams like that. And when we no, my bad. Them. Well, I was just saying, like, with some of the other stuff, it felt like he was holding on to the ball a little bit more than usual, too. Yeah, because I mean, nobody, people, right. guys weren't getting open. Right, and so that's always the, it's it's a little bit of this Bryce Young thing with Carolina. Yeah. Okay, do you throw it away because you're probably going to get sacked if you don't? Do you want to hold on that last second just in case there's a little bit of, like, hectic separation downfield? So I know that was a big criticism, holding on to the ball too long. So, Fiddy, I'll bring you in on this in just a second before I ask the second question, and you can answer both of these. But when you look at Carolina's schedule now in retrospect, when they started out with that hot start, beating South Carolina at Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Miami, uh, and we know what those teams ended up being as the season came to fruition. So, Fiddy, you can – Speak to Drake's struggles against Clemson, but also with the Tar Heels when they got off to that hot start. Were they ever as good as their ranking said they were, or did we feel like that the losses were kind of one-offs and situational, or was this just not the team that we thought that that undefeated start 
warranted itself when they were six and zero. Yeah, I mean, I I never allowed myself when they got ranked tenth. I never thought they were a top ten team. A lot of that was to to save myself from the hurt that was <laughs> going to come. I thought the hurting was going to come in November, this time of the year. Instead, they did it in the middle of October. Um, and, and that you can't help it. Like you beat the teams that were on your schedule. Um, and we thought South Carolina was going to be better. We thought Minnesota was going to be better. No one saw Pittsburgh being two and nine or whatever yeah. they are on the year. So you 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 can't take that away. And Carolina was blowing those people out. But all that goes out the window when you lose to a Virginia team that's not going to a bowl game. When you lose on the road at a Georgia Tech. So I never thought they were that good. Um, and then you look at Drake's struggles. I mean, part of it was just his offensive line forgot how to block. It's like they watched the Panthers film on Sunday, so we're going to do that on Saturday. Hmm. And the guys that needed to step up and make plays didn't step up to help him on the road, and that's as big a reason as to why he's struggling on Saturday, Saturday afternoon in Death Valley. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say at the beginning of the season, too, it, it was always, okay, is this defense going to be ready when you face offenses that are good? Dude. Because the defense, they were performing well at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. That we probably did have a and little bit of an that is a little bit on. more of a reflection of the schedule now. Yeah, like that one we were all still a little scared. Was the defense going to play well the second half of the season? Because Georgia Tech's offense we knew was still going to be good. We knew that Clemson would be able to at least run the football. Kate Klubnick, having diced them up last year, at least had that capability. We thought that then Riley Leonard was on the horizon, and so what were they going to do against a Duke team? That's something that we were always afraid of, and well, our truths are that the truth was that we always should have been afraid. We were right to be afraid because the defense did not play nearly as well as they did the first six games. And listen, I'm telling you right now, Clemson goes out and finds another pass rusher to go opposite T.J. Parker. They're there. Oh my lord! Because that D line, they're looking. They're not quite the Power Rangers, but they're looking close. Because uh, Big Park in the middle, the one I said you can eat dinner off his back. He's looking like the new Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> what kind of dinner? Uh, whatever dinner, dinner you want. You can eat a six course. That joke's back Ooh, is so six wide. Courses. That is a big old back. <laughs> Moose wrote in. Yeah, I said Clemson was the best defense. Drake would play Walker. He's taking a victory lap. He's done a couple LOLs yeah. the last week. Nate shut down everyone he's played. I'll let Moose take his victory lap though. The defense really coming into form. And as we mentioned, Nate Wiggins has been, you know, playing. And lights out recently. Yeah. And so we'll get more into this game tomorrow probably, but man, which team in the ACC is the hottest right now when you talk about the Clemson Tigers or the NC State Wolfpack winner of four in a row? Okay. They put up 35 points. They put up and that's the most that they've scored since 2020 when they opened the season against Wake Forest and scored 45 after a scoreless first quarter. The Wolfpack scored touchdowns on five straight possessions. Brennan Armstrong did it through the air and the ground. 289 total yards, four touchdowns. He looked like he had a flashback to his days at Charlottesville. Two passing, two rushing. And my boy, you know I got the pride of Chambers High School. KC Concepcion had his third game of the season with two receiving touchdowns. Threw his first touchdown of his career as well. He finished with 44 rushing yards, 63 receiving yards, and 17 passing yards. Okay, this is a bad boy. I hope that NC State is able to keep him. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to because he is going to be coveted. But he's playing great. Which of these two teams do we think are the hottest? So, it's funny because NC State started this whole thing off with a win over Clemson after losing to Duke. 
And so if one of these teams in question has a head-to-head victory over the other, then you might need to go with the Wolfpack. But I would still say the team with the best two victories in the last few weeks, it still is Clemson, who beat Notre Dame 31-23, to and they beat North Carolina. Despite being a pretty big favorite, it's still a good win to have that victory over North Carolina. I'll say NC State, just because... When we started to dig a little deeper with NC State and the return of Brennan Armstrong, I never thought that there was going to be a monster fall-off because of some of the struggles that he had at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Wes, MJ Morris comes in, and it's not like the offense takes over. It's not like the offense is scoring 30 points every single outing, and he's throwing for 250 yards while rushing for another 50, giving you over 300 yards of offense every time. I mean, he had... A few turnovers against Marshall. They did score 48, but that's against Marshall. Even if they're good at that point, NC State should have a decent showing against them. You know, they would lose to Duke. I understand they only put up three, but I always thought that the offense could still be able to hold steady with Brendan Armstrong coming back. And the defense has just gone to a different level as well with probable ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Peyton Wilson. I think it's NC State that's the hottest team, but it's it's dicey. It's 50-50. Yeah, I'm going to go with State as well. I mean, going into Lane Stadium, Virginia Tech's playing pretty good football right now for them to go in there and get that win the way they did, as you said, beating Clemson. Even though I think it might have been a little bit different Clemson team than what we're seeing right now, I think they are the team that set it off for Clemson to start to get this thing going. But I'm going to go with NC State by a slight edge. I think they're playing great football, but I think Clemson, they're red hot too. Fiddy, what you got? I was just going to ask you guys, if, if Clemson, or not Clemson, if, if State wins on Saturday night, does Dave Doran get coach of the year? Like, he guides this team to 9-3. and three, And you know what really ticks me off? As, as much as I clown that man and call him boring Doran and all that type of stuff, do we think that if, if Mac Brown had to endure what he's had to endure this year with the quarterback play and all that type of stuff, he'd be 8-3? and three? Like, like, I know Mac Brown's got a championship, but since Mac Brown's come back, and I know Carolina's made an ACC title game, I don't know if he's as good a coach as Dave Doran has been because what he's done with what he's been given year in, year out, has been a much better coaching on than what I deal with every year with Mac Brown. Well, uh, the only thing I said about Doran, I love Doran and Devin. I do think he's done a fantastic job, but I do have to give him some marks against how their offense has been, and he's the head coach, so he oversees all that. So the offense hasn't been there. They haven't necessarily had the talent like – that but still offensively they've been pretty rough the last couple of years but he's still been able to overcome it and get eight wins i believe four straight eight win seasons for nc state school record you can set your watch to it it's what they do and that's what drives fitty crazy rapid fire to answer both of those questions you know dave doran coach of the year i think there has to be a non-brom division if louisville gets the acc championship yeah, i think he's i think he's but, 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 but but worthy consideration i you you probably would put Doran up there in the non-Brom division. And then as far as him being a better coach than Mac, who is better equipped to handle it. The only question is how much do you consider recruiting a part of being a good coach? Because Mac Brown should be able to win with great quarterbacks like Sam Howell and Drake may, but also he deserves credit for flipping Sam Howell and Drake may and NC state has never had a QB that good. At least not in the college level. I, I know they've had, you know, the, the pros that go there. You know what I'm saying. I Maybe that's too much of a strong yeah. statement. But Drake May and Sam Howell were like special throwers of the football with North Carolina. And so 
you know, it's all about how much you consider recruiting a part of coach. And real quick before we go to break, uh, shout out to App State as well. They won a four straight games, seven to four overall. They need a win over Georgia Southern and and a James Madison win over Coastal Carolina next week to earn or this week to earn a berth as the East representative in the Sun Belt Championship game, college game day be damned. They went in and got the job done and beat James Madison. Big win.